Previously on the Adventure Zone. The fifth grand relic, the temporal chalice. Or chalice, depending on just sort of what region you're from. I've been falsely accused, boys. I'm locked up here. They said I blew up the temple. I don't blow up in damn temples. I blow up the earth. I get those diamonds out from under them. Best there ever was. (laughs) That's sure shit. True. Oh. My. God. It's actually taco. You're taco. (laughs) Oh, well, it's always nice to meet a fan. The magical magical (laughs) chef. I, I saw your show in the Underdark. There is some kind of force field, and it's surrounding the only other door in this room. Through that hole in the floor, you can see teeth. Both the flame and the purple worm uh, (laughs) burst through the bubble, and you do not live long enough to hear the 12th chime of the clock above you. I hope our boys have a very big salt shaker. I don't actually know if salt kills worms. It's hard to think of things to say sometimes. The adventure zone! So the three of you just died again. Oops, a doodle. Um, every, what are you going to do? Every time, you, every time you do that, your KD ratio goes down a little bit. And there will be leaderboards at the end of the campaign. So oh, just, man. oh, man. Keep an eye on that. You're not going to get the the fun um, kill shot banners. I haven't played Call of Duty in a Griffin, while. Griffin, what kind of achievements have we earned so far in this run? Not a whole lot. They're mostly like the ones that you have to unlock to like move through with the story. Most improved oh okay i'll take that um so you're back in that white space after dying and you you see the old woman again um and she looks exhausted like like she did while you were working your way through the mind sort of trial and error style uh but she actually kind of looks uh kind of pleased with you and she says uh you're getting very close are we hot or cold and then you fade out and wake up again, and you're in front of Roswell, and you're in front of this, the beautiful village of Refuge, like you have woken up in front of just so, so many times. World's your oyster. Um, quick show of hands poll, even though we're in an audio medium. Um, were we all cool with the quick play of here's all the names and the people and skip this loop? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Jump right up to the locker room. I just raised my hand. Well, Justin has his up. Um, uh, you're going to go back to the quarry? No, I just want to get through the Roswell Exchange. Okay, I don't yeah. Know that we, yeah. The Roswell Exchange. The Roswell Exchange, as it shall become known in all the Protecting documents. your investment. Which is just like five minutes in. Okay. Um, hmm. I, I was kind of hoping that we would have found a diamond by now. Yeah. Because I, I feel like we need at least... Like a little more guidance. We definitely know what's destroying the town, but we don't have the faintest clue what to do about it. I had an inclination to go try to talk to Isaac finally, because we've heard a lot about him and we haven't met him yet. And I feel like he's got something to do with those barriers. I, I will but say I this f- I will say this re diamonds. They are the currency in this town. So it's not like find you have to find them in a mine. In the same way that you don't go to the like U.S. 
uh, like treasury to get dollar bills from the printing press. Well, you want me to get a fucking part-time job? What do you want? <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. Okay, I'm going to get a part-time job. You do have a strong connection with Ren. Uh, let's go to, let's go. To, okay. Yes. Yes. Let's go to Ren. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go try to find Isaac. Are you guys cool splitting the party? I've got all the party points. So yeah. I, Dad, do you, do you want to go with Trav? Cause he may need muscle. Uh, and I'm just going to trick people. Or do you want to go with me? Oh man. My first big choice. I'm rolling a die. If it's Wait, odd, shit, going- this is your first big choice? We've been playing this game for like 45 episodes. I am, I am, if it's odd, I go with Justin. If it's even, I go with Travis. It's even. All right. I go with Travis. Cool. Okay. Um, Taco. I lean into Merle. We're just going to go take a nap. Yeah. Merle and Magnus, I want you to think about how you would find this dude. Because, like, you haven't seen them anywhere. Um, and so I, I don't know how you plan to accomplish that. But Okay. Um, well, I, we'll we'll get to that. Taco, we'll start okay. with you. You're just rolling up to the Davy Lamp? Yeah, I'm go- headed in the Davy Lamp. Okay. Um, you're in there, and you're in there so early that you actually see these two purple kerchief ruffian-looking folks. Um, and they're just – they're drunk. They're not, like, threatening anybody. They're, they're, they're just kind of drunk, and they're causing a scene – and they're talking about how uh, shitty the bubble is, and how they're gonna they're gonna pop this thing one way or another. Um, and they got big, big plans. It's kind of like that scene in Hamilton where the the story of tonight only if everybody was like dicks, and they're just like talking about the big plans <laughs> and ambitions and stuff. Got it. Perfect. If everybody was literal wangs. Um, and Ren looks like kind of frustrated uh with with these two these two folks um otherwise the scene is just as it was the last time there's a piano player playing some smooth ass jazz jams um that the gambler and uh they're they're you say jock jams yeah they're playing jock jams on the piano and i'm leaving a a silence here for what that sounds like i don't know if i'll be able to learn how to play jock jams on the piano (laughs) i have 25 24 hours until this episode goes up um uh yeah, the gambler and their big Goliath friend sitting at a table and yeah, it's the usual scene. Uh hello, uh madam. Oh my god, you're Taco. I am. I'm looking for a, an attendant. I'm your here. biggest fan. I saw you play in the Underdark. I wrote I I wait a minute. Are you Are you Ren? You remember me. Little Ren? <laughs> Oh, I I can't believe that. I remember you right there in one of the rows. In in the one of the seats, right? Yeah, row D. Row D. Right. That's C seventeen. I remember that very well. I love playing the underdark. How are you? Uh I'm doing okay, except I got a couple of these rowdy boys in here and they're trying to really cause a stink. And one of the rowdy boys says, uh, hey, I don't appreciate that. I just trying to tell everybody about my big bold plans and come come along. Join the Liberation Brigade. Well, listen, I have some business to discuss with you. Do you need me to get rid of those fellows? Uh, she says, uh, no, I think I think I got it. And she pulls out that rod from behind the uh, from behind the the counter and the two guys just uh, they they draw on her kind of sloppily and she blasts them uh, outside of the bar uh, over your head. Uh, they go flying out of the bar um, and they are gone. 
And she there is no- she blows the gun smoke off the the rod and puts it back under there the counter. There is no way you, you could have anticipated this, but that is exactly what I came here to see. Um, what 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 can I do for you, Taka? What are you even doing here? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, you remember the cooking show, so that's sort of on hiatus, kind of a revamp we've got going right now. And in the interim, I decided that I want to share what I know with the people of the the world. And honestly, and you're going to find this hard to believe, but word of your magics has sort of gotten around. Um, what you did, just did there, really nice. Thank you. I, I've, I've been working on that. I, it's a kind of a new spell I've been working on, and it's called Jerk Remover. Jerkwad Remover. Jerkwad remover. remover. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I, I'm super impressed. Can I be honest with you, though, a little bit frank? Mm. Just a touch sloppy. Uh, a little bit. And you know this, right? I'm not telling you anything you don't know. It's a work in progress, right? Yeah, I mean, it's. I could have removed those jerkwads, I guess, a little bit faster, a little bit more efficiently. Well, and there's other magics, more subtle magics. Uh, Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm working on right now. I am going from town to town and holding some, hmm, I think you'd call them seminars. (laughs) (laughs) They're uh, uh, sort of a help your, they're called help yourself, cast yourself into (laughs) mat. Can I finish? They're called help yourself, cast cast yourself. Cast yourself, yeah. Into Magic Legend. <laughs> it's the it's the use of the word cast that makes me think of every. Have you ever wanted to be a model? Yeah, that's exactly right. You're talking. <laughs> you're talking about Heimke Mikkel. Right. It's called. Yes, that's what it's called. It, I'll have a better acronym soon, and hopefully, you next time around, I'll have a better acronym. <laughs> let me I'll, die once. Let me, let me die, I, and I'll uh, cook something up. Um, uh, but anyway, so so. It's a seminar. It's a one-day thing, and I'm basically – I do it in a town once, um, but the the only sort of hitch is that I need sort of the uh, uh, payment up front because I use it to secure a venue and all the supplies that I'll need for the class. Uh, how much is it? I, I would pay anything. Are you kidding me? Uh, how much – this is a weird question. <laughs> how much is a diamond? <laughs> how many is that? Is, is that good? I mean, when the bubble went up, the trading price was about um, about three hundred gold to one ounce. So, sure, of uh-huh. diamond. Yeah. Did I remind well, us what what was Paloma's rate? Uh, it was one diamond for small prophecy, ten diamond for big. We can't introduce weight of diamonds into this into this. Yeah, equation. we'll say about one diamond is it one ounce. One diamond is three hundred gold. Okay, so it costs one diamond. That's, Can you believe that, it? that ain't very much at all? Okay, yeah. She uh, opens up the till on the on the counter, and you can actually see this thing is like chock full of diamonds, like literally full of diamonds. Like if somebody came in here and gave her diamonds, she might actually have a hard time uh, putting them in the till. And she fishes one out and uh, fl- flicks it in your direction. And actually, I think that gambler elf and the Goliath, uh, the, the 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 gambler stands up and says, uh, uh, "I think I would actually love." To get down on this lesson as well, I'm always looking to hone my craft. Um, are you? Can you? Can you see multiple people at once? I. It, it is best if I do that. Now, here, how, how much magic do you know going in? Uh, quite a bit, thank you. Quite a bit. That was not the answer I was hoping for. <laughs> listen, listen. 
The rate's a little different for you, my friend. Now, that's, be... that doesn't seem fair at all. I know, I know, but this is the way of magic. The arcane arts are a mysterious haze anyway. <laughs> You'll learn that in the seminar. In the seminar, you're going to hear all about that. It's, uh, it'll be nine diamonds. Goodness. Okay. okay. Uh... But here's the, be- here's the best part. After the seminar, this is mainly to secure my venue and what have you. After the seminar, you get half of that back. Wow. That's a great deal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's a great deal. I'm skeptical, but bored. Uh, they said, and flip, uh, you see them like sort of uh, flip their, uh, a part of their poncho to the side, uh, revealing a coin purse. And they also have like a badass looking wand in a holster uh, at mm-hmm. their side. And they uh, open up that coin purse and uh, hand you a fistful of nine diamonds. Great. Oh, great. Uh, this is excellent. Now, listen, this is binding. So prom- everybody has to promise me. That uh, you'll show up tomorrow for the seminar. Does everybody promise? This is a reservation fee, then? I'm kind of confused about... Right. Well, it takes place tomorrow. I want to use today to get everybody together. And we're going to start... Because you know Dawn's Light and the effect that that has on magics? No, I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. Will this be covered in the seminar? You learned that in the seminar. <laughs> Hell yeah, we covered the seminar. <laughs> uh, okay. Don't get uppity now. You haven't even passed 101. Ren, Ren takes out a little day calendar. And like wrote, jots it down. He says, "I can't wait. I'm excited already." Great. I do. I do just have to say, my lawyers. This is, this is f- funny. It's going to sound like a joke, but uh, my lawyers have told me to say that if there isn't a tomorrow, this is null and void. But of <laughs> course, there will be a tomorrow. Yeah, right? that's a that's a weird thing to even it's a weird hypothetical thing, even to bring up. For sure, for sure. So listen, everybody, start working on your magics, and uh, I'll see you bright and early. First, let's meet up here. Uh, tomorrow yeah i mean i work here so that that that'll be great for me oh and ash is always here so um that 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 should be great great always here catching them all um all right so yeah you have 10 diamonds and you did that fairly quickly um we'll say it's about about 11 10 or so um magnus and merle hop over to you what are you what are you doing how are you finding this all right Merle. so i feel like he's got this big house right yeah. Character voices. Yeah. And we haven't been there yet. Right? So, like, let's go there. Okay. Yeah, good planning. And On <laughs> we go. Uh, take all right. off down the road. Okay, yeah, you make your way to the Elder's Manor, um, and it is a fairly secure-looking location. There is a uh, kind of a barbed wire fence uh, going around it, and uh, there is... Uh, it's a it's a two story building, one of the only two story buildings in town, uh, and it looks pretty nice. Through that fence, uh, the the fence is locked. You can see a big heavy metal door that looks like about the only entrance into the building, aside from some windows on the second story that is heavily padlocked. Uh, and it looks extremely uh, secure. Uh, there's actually a few locks uh, on that that big heavy metal door, uh, and yeah, the 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 uh, this fence is running the perimeter of the building. Merle, do you have any kind of like detect life or like find person or where's that dude spells? I have been uh, searching through my vast litany of spells, <laughs> and I can't find anything like that anywhere in there, but. I do have a spell called Legend Lore, where all I do is I describe a person, and I get a brief summary of knowledge about that person. It can come from forgotten stories, 
or secret lore. Maybe it'll tell us something about him that'll help us get in. Sure, why the fuck not? Yeah! I don't know. So that would be like for some sort of legendary character in history. I don't know that that would like apply to some dude in a small town that has been removed from time. He's the most prominent figure in the town, though. There's no legends or lore about him. In the I guess town. I guess there would be, but it wouldn't tell you where he is currently because uh, that's not lore. That's just like Im- that's like information about where they are. I would say my keen D and D senses are telling me we're not supposed to go into the Elder's Manor yet. Um, so I would also remind you that Paloma is literally built into this game for situations. Yeah, but where... t- but Taco's taking care of that. Okay. Um, let's see. He's not at Helpington's. He's not at Davy's Lamp. He's not at the bank. Let me do something, actually. While you all are checking out the Elder's Manor, um, can you both make perception checks for me? Yes. That's a one. Jesus. That's a seven. Okay. Nothing happens, and it's all good. Don't even worry about it, dog. (laughs) Well, let me do an investigation check of the manor. That's something I would do. That's a 20. Okay. Um, I got no perception, but when I'm trying, I can definitely see stuff. That, I mean, that investigation check is so good that I will tell you, like, there's no lights on in the manor. You put your fucking ear to the ground. There's no sound coming from the manor. Uh, you use the uh, lens of straight creeping. There's no, nobody's come in or out of this manor for a, a grip of time. It, is, it has been a really long time since somebody's been in this building. Cool. Merle, let me ask you a question. Fire away! Here it is. There's a couple different places we haven't checked out yet. The cave, the fallen temple, Stonefruit Farm. Have we actually been to the clock tower? I mean, we've seen it blow up and burn up. Um, there's not you much know- to the clock tower. There's not an inside to the clock tower, I don't think. I think it's just a big, big old clock. We haven't been to the farm, right? You know what? Let's go a different direction. Okay. We're going to go to the sheriff's office. Okay. Right. Where we've been and he wasn't there, yeah, right? Yeah, just follow me on this one. Come, come with me on this one, won't you? <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. Lay on, McDuff. All right. What's, what's, what are you doing in the sheriff's office? Roswell We're going to go. Roswell's not there. The Roswell's, sh- Roswell's at the bank where you've just warned him to be. Now that we or know what was going on at the mining place, I say we grill the shit out of Cassidy. Oh, okay. They, they, pro- they probably um, they probably passed me on the way, and I'm like juggling diamonds and like shaking my butt at them. <laughs> like, I'm done. Taco, what like, are you gonna go do? Yeah, right. Absolutely. See you there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's let's finish up this thing, and then we'll uh, do taco. Um, all right, you're grilling Cassidy. Yeah. All right, you walk in, and she just instinctively like goblins. Yeah. Okay. Great. Listen. Who are you? What are you doing in my home? I want to do an intimidation check. Okay. Shut the fuck up. All right, roll. You got to roll it. You can't just say a, a, a lewd word. He should say it, though. It's good to know what kind of intimidation check yeah. you're yeah. doing. Uh, 15 Color. plus 5, it's a 20. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Look me in the eye, Cassidy. Here comes my peepers. Put them right on me. <laughs> We've been down in the quarry. What? We've seen the traps in the lockers. We've seen the smoke. That what are you eats talking about? Flash. Traps in the traps in the lockers. I think you know exactly what we're talking about. Better not be in my locker. A, you buried a cluster bomb underneath some brush outside. 
the quarry. Am I right? I did do that. That one is on me. <laughs> because you wanted to get back into the quarry to yeah. find something out, right? Um, hey, who are you? That doesn't matter right now, Cassidy. What um, matters is that you tell us the truth. I ain't telling you shit. I don't know you from Jake. From State Farm. <laughs> um, you're gonna have to come up with some way of convincing her to tell you. You can't. You can't just like Batman growl at her and expect the truth. I have another suggestion. I cast Zone of Truth. Hell yeah! Yeah. Uh, okay. She has to roll a Wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Scooby old Bob. Uh, that was actually a fourteen. Super effective. Does that? Nope. Not enough. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> um, no, you're right. I think it's uh, uh, your. I think eight plus your spellcasting modifier, so that won't do it. Uh, okay, I feel compelled to now tell you my story of the quarry. My quarry story is what I call it. <laughs> I don't call it that. I've never told my quarry okay, story. Okay, go ahead. Why would it. I? Just, why please, would I please. need a catchy name for the quarry story? Okay, just go ahead and do that, please. So yeah, the mine went dead a few months ago. We lost the mother load, and uh, so I was part of a small team of people that were working down there, um, just trying to find a new vein of diamonds to try and keep refuge alive. Try to save up some diamonds so when the bubble comes down, we can all have fat stacks and retire rich. Um, And so I was down there with a small team of my dedicated um, buddies, and we were digging, we were digging too deep, and. Um, we found something down there, uh, down by where the edge of the bubble was. We found, a we found like a nest, big nest, had this big nasty worm in it. And, um, it the nest looked like it had been cut in half by the bubble. It looked like it had been, somehow got cut up. And then the mom, that, that, that big worm, that big nasty worm, it woke up and it killed my friends and I managed to get out, and as I was getting out, I saw something happen to it. Where it just kind of got, kind of got stopped, and kind of got stuck. And then I, I hit my head on a big rock. Woke up here in jail. It's the damnedest thing. And you didn't see anyone on your way out. There wasn't anyone else in the mine. I noticed some sort of. This is gonna sound stupid, but like just a shadow of a man. It, it, I, and I saw it, he had his hands up and that's what honestly that's what spooked me and I ran and bumped my head and ended up here in this jail and then they said I blew up the temple that's just crazy talk that ain't true that never happened try again Wait, what about the temple <laughs> they said I, that's what I'm in here for they accused me of blowing up the temple because I'm I mean that is sort of my character I blow up shit like all the time I'm the best there is or ever was at it and so when something gets blowed up like everybody turns old Cassidy but to me I think that's racism I never I don't know what that okay it, great 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 what hmm? is the what's the deal with the temple what, what is the temple I guess it got blowed up I haven't got a chance to get out of here cool before it got blowed up Cassidy like what the non-blown up yeah, version of the temple. Pre-blown oh. up. Yeah, it was just a little, kind of. A, it was a small temple. It was opened up by these two bros, and um, it was like all about. It was to a god named Istis. Is what they said. Istis, maybe Christmas. Isthmus. Bis biscuits. That was probably it. Ooh, uh, Cassidy, where where would I find Isaac off the top of your, if you had to guess? Where does he hang out? Um, I don't know, man. Um, I would say here. This is like his house, I guess. No, that doesn't make sense. This is his workplace. Damn it, Cassidy. 
Could you work a, a land of Goshen in there somewhere? Yeah. Just, just or for a me. buy gum. Buy gum. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't buy gum. I rent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun good. with you, Garblins. Okay, bye. Um, uh, real quick, before you hop over to Taco, would, can I, with my lens of straight group, and see Isaac Gee footprints anywhere or anything from no. the sheriff's office? You don't. You don't. No. I don't. Th- I don't even know if that's how the lens straight creeping works, but no. It's not, um, but you know, like it, we make up the rules. You know, there's no rules in D and D. Taco, are you going to Paloma? Is there a shop in town? Uh, there is. There's Helpingtons. Yeah, I should just go to Paloma because nothing <laughs> I buy is going to stick anyway. It's up to you, dog. Yeah, I'm going to Paloma. Okay. Um. Yeah, you go to Paloma's uh, hut in the woods, and you knock on the door, and you hear "Come in." I'm gonna try to really nail this accent down this time because I All listened right, to that last episode and I was embarrassed. Just wrangle that bad boy. Is that the, ground. Is that the Bork voice? Uh, yes. And then, so you come inside, and there's Paloma Wait, and the floating. Hold bait. on, you know her name's not Bork, right? What is it? What? Bajork? It's not Bork. Oh God. You know okay. That, right, See, Dad? I just agreed to what Dad said without really processing what it was that he said, yeah. and what he said was the name Bjork as Bork. <laughs> well, yeah. You got to watch that shit, Griffin. <laughs> I, I, was, I was almost an accomplice in that heinous act. Well, maybe I was thinking of former Chief Justice Bork. Uh, Did you ever think of that? Bork. <laughs> okay. Bork is the only nameplate that Bjork can find at, like, touristy places. Someone, believe it or not, someone already got BJ or gays, so I have Bjork. <laughs> um, it is on a sedan lifted by four gooses. <laughs> There's a plate that says Bjork. Bork. Very embarrassing. Uh... Okay, Taco, you see Paloma, and she she looks you over and says, uh, We met already, yes? We did, actually, yeah. I guess uh, we can skip... Good to see you again. We can skip the niceties. It seems like you're in a hurry. Uh, Listen, skipping niceties is our speciality. <laughs> uh, what do you need? Big, small prophecy? Tell me what. Um, let's, make this, let's make this a little bit easier and retcon and say that Rain gave you two diamonds, so you have 11. Because I don't think it makes much sense for you to have 10 and have to pick and choose. Uh, okay, uh, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to both. Uh, which first? Uh, let's go the pig. Uh, she says, uh, okay, and takes the diamonds and sits you down at the table. She says, do you need a, would you like a treat? Uh, I just, uh, popped out the cranberry scone from the oven. It's, it tastes so good, and it's creamy and berry-y. Bork, you know I'm going to eat a cranberry scone. <laughs> uh, she slides a plate across the table to you, and it's a fucking good scone, dog. Um, uh, you know what I like here? Uh, I, I can see here at the bottom, uh, you, you've gotten the bake on this perfectly right. I, th- this is really hard to nail exactly without burning the outside, still keeping some of the interior softness. Did you use a cold butter and uh, cut it up? Or uh, uh, did you go room temperature? I mostly just scorn magic. Oh, okay. Well, this isn't quite the in-depth cooking conversation I was hoping to. <laughs> Don't eat that have. taco. That's, that's Don't eat that taco. That's a bad bake taco. Uh, no, it's a good bake. Okay. Uh, yeah, she sits you down, and while you nibble away at this uh, scone, I'm not nibbling away. As near as I can tell, this is the first time I've eaten in two years. <laughs> <laughs> There is no nibbling to be done. Uh, Travis got to eat a magic stone, I think, once. Yeah. <laughs> no, it. I was, and I'm all full up for the next two years. Uh, 
Okay, yeah, She while you're uh, devouring uh, uh, this scone, uh, one of the bigger uh, crystal teardrops um, on the ceiling sort of naturally unties itself from the string holding it to the ceiling, and it falls, and uh, it shatters on the table, and this, this cloud of uh, smoke appears. And it's a, actually a much bigger production than the uh, first small prophecy that you got, uh, I guess, a couple episodes now from Paloma. Um, and in this cloud, it looks like it's like a movie being shot in first person. And all you see are tracks, like, mm-hmm. uh, almost like train tracks or something, uh, with a like light cast down on them. And they're just like sort of flying towards you. And, uh, Paloma like looks up at this thing and, and in these, this vision of the tracks, you see a two way junction come up. And then the picture just kind of stops as soon as the cart hits that junction. And Paloma re- leans right into you, Taco, and grabs your face and squeezes your face cheeks, your face cheeks together, and gets really close and says, Turn right, she says. Turn right. Okay, I turn she right. She gets like really, she's nose to nose. Turn right. Okay, I turn right. Wait, uh, and that's the big prophecy? And you don't hear any of this. Shut your mouth. And it, uh, the smoke dissipates. It's my prophecy. I earned it through lying. The smoke dissipates. And she says, sorry, I got kind of aggro there. It that happens. It, I don't really control what happens when... And as she's talking, a second big crystal unspools itself from the ceiling. What? And this one looks different from the first one. Like, all the other ones here are kind of uh, clear with, like, uh, uh, a little bit of illumination inside of them. This crystal is... But this one has a beard. This one is... um, This one is, like, pitch black inside, um, save for these, like, strands of bright red and yellow and green that are just kind of flashing around on the inside. And she looks up as, as, as she sees this crystal start to lower and says, Oh, my God, what? And it falls and shatters on the ground, and you see, um, you see like a two side by side visions in this black cloud that appears as it shatters on the table. The first one just looks like an ocean made out of tar with a black mm-hmm. sky above it, and this this tar is like bubbling, and you see some stuff moving under the surface of the tar, but you can't like make out what it is, and that's on like the left picture. And the one on the right is just a gray world covered in, like, ash um, that is just completely barren and lifeless. And Paloma looks up over this black cloud, and she looks, like, completely... When she's done her other prophecies, it kind of looked like she's having, like, this out-of-body experience. Now it looks like she is just a a baker possessed. Um, And she says in this deep voice, she says, In the future... You will be offered a terrible choice between two options that will determine the fate of reality itself. In this moment of crisis, remember, there is always a third option. And then the smoke dissipates, and it's gone. And she slumps back in her chair, and she looks kind of winded. And I think she just kind of silently reaches over and fishes a scone out of a little bowl and starts to nibble on it. One more time? The prophecy? Yeah, could you just do it again? I'm, I'm, I spaced. Yeah, I can't do it again. What are you talking about? That almost killed me. That was horrible. I can't just okay. do it again. There was just the one crystal and it fell and broke. Were you not paying attention? 
Now I have a question for you. Interesting question. If if we were to die, God forbid, and uh, or pan forbid, I guess, uh, if we were to die and come back tomorrow, would that crystal be fixed? What are you talking about? Die and come oh. back tomorrow? Y- yes, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. That's a, again a, a kind of a, that's kind of a weird hypothetical taco. It's a little bit esoteric. Hey, listen, let me get that small prophecy from you if you still got some juice in them old bones. Uh, she says, "Oh yeah, small prophecy is easy. I burp and a small prophecy happened." She snaps her fingers, and a, a small crystal falls down uh, and shatters. Um, and she says, uh, You were close to your goal, but you are missing what you need to break the barrier. She says, uh, You will need divine intervention. You, you will find it at the Temple of Istis. All right. Hey everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your Dungeon Master and your Onion Blaster. What does that mean, Griffin? Sometimes you just say a bunch of malarkey in in the Adventure Zone commercial text. Yeah, maybe. You want to make something of it? Don't fight me now. It's my birthday. Thanks for listening to episode 45 of the Adventure Zone. It's the fifth episode of the 11th Hour Saga. I want to thank everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the hashtag TheZoneCast. Uh, if you do that, you might end up as a character in the show. Uh, I, characters like Luca, Purple MFTW. On, on Twitter, uh, Paloma Church of Fear on Twitter, Redmond uh, is named for Chris Fromlet on Twitter. Uh, if, actually, you haven't met Luca and Redmond yet, but you're uh, kind of about to here in a second. Those are those are all folks just named after fo- oh Cassidy's named after Cassidy Sharples. All folks who tweet about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag, please tweet about the show. We really really appreciate you getting the word out. We do not pay to advertise the Adventure Zone at all. Oh, if you can leave a review on iTunes, that would be killer too. Hello, it's me, the Internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Don't worry. Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as they get home from doing something fun, 
we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information's there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash Newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now, back to the show. Got a personal message here. Uh, if you want to get a personal message on the Adventure Zone, just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. This one is for Camden, and it's from Callie, who says, Oh, I'm supposed to read this as Angus. Here goes. Happy birthday, sweet baby brother. Your sister loves you so much that she paid me, Angus, the world's greatest detective, to send you, Camden, the world's second greatest DM. Great job, Griffin. A, a message from the past, and she got Griffin to tell you what program he uses to make the music for the show, which is... Okay, there's so many problems with this. How would Angus know who I am? He would possess some sort of knowledge of, like, the cre the creator behind his very existence. And I don't know that there's an in-fiction justification for that. Um, he also wouldn't know that I use GarageBand to make all the music for the show. Um, except for the theme song, uh, which is a Mort Garson track called Deja Vu off the album Ataraxia, um, which I don't know that I've ever mentioned on the show before, which is heartbreaking. Mort Garson, Mort Garson is fucking incredible, uh, was a pioneer for electronic music. You can look up any of his music. Uh, the album Plantasia is fantastic and very, very uh, important to me. Uh, yeah, that's Mort Garson, uh, and I make the rest of the music in GarageBand. You can find all my music on my SoundCloud page. It's just soundcloud.com slash Griffin McElroy, I think. Uh, thank you for the sweet message, Callie and Camden, and I hope I did Angus good enough. It's been a little while. Uh, got a message here for my spooky daughter, Cynthia, and it's from the spooky announcer, uh, who says, Mom and Dad are so proud of you for making it into the spooky academy of the arts and sciences. Your first term will probably have started by the time this message airs, but that's okay. Just promise me you'll be safe at those haunted house parties. Spooky XOXO, your spooky dad, and your mother. And it doesn't say the mother is spooky, 
but I'm I'm just gonna assume that it's like a full blown Adams family situation over there. Uh, that is it for the commercial break. Uh, thank you all so so much for sticking with us. The next episode will be up on August 11th. So I'll talk to you then. Bye. You guys want to regroup? Yeah, <coughs> maybe we should regroup at the at the temple. Okay. Yep. It's about eleven thirty at this point, so the earthquake happens while you all meet up back in in town. Uh, and while you meet up, I think you walk past Roswell, and Roswell's like, "When are you guys supposed to go to the quarry? Then you told me to wait here, and you would go to the quarry. What's going on? What's with the plan?" All right, listen, we've been to the quarry. There's a big bad down there. What are you talking about? Um, I need you to find Isaac. You're giving me a lot of mixed messages right now because you told me to wait here because the bank was going to get robbed. And then you now you're telling me to leave the bank? Yes. Get everyone out of the bank. Tell them to close for the day. You tell them it's a bank holiday. It's happy hug day or whatever. And go find Isaac and meet us at the temple. It is hug day, like... Yeah. It is Hug Day, so I don't like we have our own sort of holidays that we made up because we've been in this bubble for a while, and so Hug Day is one of them. So yeah, that tracks. Roswell says and uh, says, uh, "Okay, I'll. I'll wh- what should I do when I find him? Bring him back here? What do you want me to do? Bring him to the temple. Meet us at the temple in twenty minutes. Okay, sounds good." And Roswell uh, runs runs off uh, towards probably towards back towards the sheriff's office, uh, and you make your way up to the temple. So, so this involves like a little climb. There's like a small ramp, almost like the ramp that you took down into the quarry that leads up uh, to this plateau. And once you're up there, you can overlook all of Refuge, and you can really see like how fairly small this this little village is. Um, and you can really see like the the big patch of woods behind the uh, the elder's house. Uh, that leads back to uh, what looks like a small little bit of uh, almost like an orchard that uh, has it, it looks like it has also kind of been vivisected by this bubble. And there's only sort of a small portion that remains in the town. Um, and uh, behind you uh, on the plateau is what remains of this temple, um, which I will describe as soon as I find that part of my notes. Y'all are doing shit like wildly out of order at this point, And I love it. But it's very hard to keep straight. Um, okay, okay. Uh, point of order. You just had an old lady tell me to come here. So, like, yeah. you're going to have to take some ownership of this. <laughs> so this temple uh, that that Cassidy has been accused of destroying, by uh, of exploding, uh, it's definitely fallen. And what, what is left of this temple tells a story of its, its former glory. It looks like an old, like, California mission-style church with terracotta walls. Um that uh, comprised a single large sanctuary space with massive double doors that overlooked the town. Um, Magnus, you're kind of like picking out these architectural details, despite the fact that like... Look at the joists! The building, yeah. (laughs) Despite the fact that like most of this building is on the ground. Like you can see the space where this massive sanctuary was. The door frame is still standing, um, but like very little of the building is. Uh, you, uh, You can see at the front of the temple over this teetering door frame, you can see that there's some wooden framing that would have supported this steeple that has collapsed through the side of the building. Um, that steeple has a circular indentation that used to hold a clock face that's currently laying on the ground. You're assuming it's a clock face. The, the numbers on it have almost completely worn off. 
Um, the only uh, the only signs of its like former function are these uh, clock hands, which uh, they're they're rusted to hell, but they look like they were at, at one point these beautiful, intricately woven, sharp looking uh, hands of the clock. And so, just like every part of this temple is is on the ground and just beat to hell. Um, Merle, do you know anything about Istus? Merle about to make his first religion check. I know Istus of Panama. Cool. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'll make a religion check. Look out! Stand <laughs> for my religion. What do what, what do I do? Uh, you have a roll. skill that's called religion. Yeah. You just roll a d twenty. All right. Here we go. Thirteen plus three for religion. Sixteen. Um, yes, Istus, you, you recognize the name. It's a, it is a fairly, uh, it, it is a less trafficked, uh, goddess. She's not so, like, not a lot of people are worshipping Istus, um, but she is called the Lady of Fate, um, in, 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 in most circles. Uh, and she is represented by a woman who kind of moves between these different ages, uh, and is sort of, uh, uh, in, in summary, sort of thought of as, like, the keeper of fate and uh time um i'm impressed with the amount of knowledge i have about this entity yeah uh, how do, you you how, also notice a, how did i spell her name uh i-s-t-u-s you also recognize a sigil uh on this door frame that again is like really super tarnished but you make it out to be the 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 sigil of istis and ditto is 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 it so collapsed that we can't get into it? Or? There's, I mean, you can walk, oh, you can step over the wall and get into it. There's just like, there's just like not really a lot there to get into. You know what I mean? Like you can see like the floorboards, like you can step over those and be in the building, but it's like most of it has just completely collapsed. Okay. Well, I'm going to do an investigation check, I guess, and see if there's anything important here. Okay. Uh, it's a 16 plus nothing. So 16. With that investigation check, like, you don't see any signs of life. There haven't, there, there hasn't been anybody for what we hear in this building for what looks like, like a thousand years. Um, and with that investigation check, I will also tell you, you don't see, like, scorch marks. You don't see, uh, no, nothing has been, like, shattered and broken. It's just kind of fallen apart. So you don't see signs of an explosion, um, which is weird considering Cassidy is in jail, presumably because she blew up this this temple. Um, you you don't see any signs of like a bomb going off or an explosion or anything. Is there anything else about the clock? Like where are the hands pointed? That is a good question. I think the hands. I mean, it's some innocuous time, like seven fifteen a.m. Don't I have something where I can call on a deity? Or is it just my? I think deity? it's just yours. Poop. I don't think you have a cell phone. Like, you can call up Istis and she'd be like, boop, boop, "New f- new phone, who dis?" Um, okay, I, I have an idea. Okay, I would like to step into the middle of the ruins. Okay, and I would like to close my eyes and quietly say a prayer to Istis to guide our fate. <laughs> um, Isn't that kind of my gig? Yeah, I would say that maybe you should let uh, the the priest do that. Why don't you all do a quick group prayer? Okay. okay. Just we'll hold, do, okay. We'll Can we hold hands. hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, Perfect. Just like church camp. 
Um, Our God is an Istis God. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, oh, holy Istis, hear the plea of us, mm-hmm. your earthbound servants, as we try to keep all hell from breaking loose in this lovely town that's kind of shitty looking. And please cure my friend's voice. And then, so, so that he sounds beam down upon it's a miracle. us. Miracle! Your fate, your fate, changing beams of power, and just love us and let us love each other. Amen. God, that was powerful. Um, a nothing happens. <laughs> Shit! And then there is this a, a breeze um, that comes through. Uh, and it's a, it's a nice soothing breeze. Again, it is, it's kind of sticky here. Uh, very humid. Uh, your shorts are helping out some with that, but it, it, it's, it's just a sticky place. Uh, but a breeze comes through and it feels nice and it blows some of the, uh, uh, dust up from the floor and a, a small white piece of cloth that uh, uh, looks like it just kind of rotted off one of the uh, curtains that are laying on the ground, starts to get blown around in this wind, and you see it just start to float effortlessly on this wind away from this church, uh, and you see it blow uh, up uh, and to the northwest a little bit uh, towards, you can see in the distance, like it's flying towards the cave. I follow it. Just Forrest Gump style? Yep. Now that's Hook. Run, Magnus, run. <laughs> okay, are you all going to the cave? Probably, yeah. Not, not as fast as yeah. Magnus, but... Yeah, I do love Magnus chasing things. It's like my one of my favorite things from this game, and now you're just chasing a rag that is flying through the air. Um, and I want to I want to be clear. I'm doing it full on like kid trying to catch a butterfly style. You know, like like my I'm just arms akimbo running so happy. Giggling. Yeah. Uh okay, yeah, you make your way north uh to this cave which is also up on the plateau. Um it is tucked away into uh like this outcropping, like a, almost like a second plateau on top of this plateau uh that that is fairly large uh and ends at the bubble. Um, and you, you go in this, this cave entrance and, uh, you, you go through a bit of, of tunnel. What's your, like, what's your method of approach? I should ask that whenever you go into like a, a building or new situation. I think, you know, just like barreling. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's Um, a thing. You, we, we have kind of established the dynamic of him barreling in me trying to make him stop and taco hanging back. Okay. Uh, well then, Magnus, I guess you're the first one to see, but, but all you boys see, uh, uh there's like a, a slight curve in the entrance to this cave after you go through a, a short tunnel. Um, you see lantern light kind of flashing off the walls on the inside of this cave, and you see, uh, what looks like the shadow of a guy reading a book, uh, in this lantern light, and as you come like barreling, uh, tactlessly into this this cave, you see this shadow move really quick, like look uh, to the side, and then throw the book down, and then the lantern light goes out. Hello? Uh, there's no response. Now, don't be like that. <laughs> I'm sorry I caught you reading. I won't make fun of you, I promise. 
He wasn't sitting on a toilet, was he? Uh, oh, no. I hate to see that. Okay. No, there's no. Uh, there's still no response. Aziz, light. What? I I was I from Fifth Element. Dad, could you make holy some light, shit, dog? There's like one person though who went crazy when I said that. Um, Dad, could, <laughs> could you make some light or tacos? I can't see. I certainly, I certainly can. All I have to do is touch one object that is no larger than ten feet in any dimension. And that object will the human spell library. Clint McElroy. That's right. What are you touching? I'm going to <laughs> my butt. I'm going to. I think it'd look really cool. I'm going to touch the amulet around my neck. Okay. And it'll beam light forward. Cool. Yeah, like Doctor Strange. You touch your joke amulet, and um, uh, it it illuminates, and you can see. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you've moved a little bit further into the cave. You see. This small chamber that, like, the cave kind of dead ends into. Uh, and there's some, uh, there's a couple barrels in this chamber. There's a, a, a cart uh, in this chamber with a couple boxes on it. Uh, one of the barrels has a, a, a lantern on it. Um, and then laying on a rug, um, sort so of. Wait, a, we needed the light to see the lantern? Uh, the lantern got turned off. Okay. Um, seeing and in in the midst of this little scene, uh, at the back wall of this little chamber, there's a rug, and there's a book laying on the rug. Uh, that uh, is actually open and face down, like it was just like thrown down. And with its back up against the wall, there is a skeleton, and the skeleton is wearing a sort of brown sackcloth robe. Uh, and it has, it's, it is also wearing an amulet, and Merle, you recognize that amulet, it's also the Sigil of Istis. And Why this, do you keep saying amulet, like, um, like an omelet amulet? Um, I mean... Because it looked, that's what it's made out of. Yeah, it's an egg necklace, and... He got it at the magical store of Denny's. And this skeleton, um, has another interesting thing about it, and that it's, it's skull has been, like, painted in bright like yellows and purples and uh like green segments um almost like a dia de los muertos mask um if if to, to help sort of give you an idea of the aesthetic uh it's its skull has been like intricately and beautifully painted uh but it is just laying down uh with its back up against the wall is it hmm. alive well it's a skeleton well, yeah, but we're, we're like in D&D where there's like centaurs and ghosts and shit. So like... Fair point. Skeletons move around and sometimes you got to fight them. Hey, Griffin, is the chair alive? <laughs> it's D&D. You don't want anything else. Um, oh, by the way, when you came into this cave, you heard the explosion behind you from the bank. Oh, uh, done. Just what time is it? Uh, it's getting it's getting there. I, 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 read, I read the book. Uh, I grab the book and read it. The book is like... Uh, oh shit! Let's tie it all together. The book is not some religious text. It's a it's a Caleb Cleveland kid cop uh, novel. Let's see, it's like a it's from like a it's one of the later ones, which aren't as good uh, because he's a teen cop. And it's like, what's the point? what's the fucking Didn't point? It isn't no no. I'm thinking of something else. I'm, no, I'm gonna check out the skeleton. Wait a minute. Those are Angus's favorite books, right? Uh, I mean, they're they're a very very popular book series. Oh my god, the skeleton is Angus. No, only now Yay! do I miss him. Nobody Yay! saw this coming. How did he get here? Um, I'm gonna check out that skeleton. Okay. Hey, where is Angus? Didn't he come with us? No, that, that, that's what I was 
No, no, no? That, that okay. was the live was, episode that we did. That was a oh, live that's right. episode. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, Things okay. got really <laughs> conflated because we did two episodes two nights in a row. Um, but no, Angus is not with you. And in fact, uh, I should point out, uh, since you've been in this town, your Stones of Far Speech are not, you have not had any uh, messages from from anybody at the bureau on your stones, they are just completely. Well, dead we silent. we knew that. That's why we hadn't checked them. We figured yeah, out sure. that. We knew. Come on, man. Wait, hold on. There's a rug in the cave. Yeah, I'm gonna look under the rug. You find a trap door. To- no, there's nothing under the rug. Fuck. Um, does it bite him because it's alive? Skeletons move in this game, and sometimes you have to fight them. I'm not making this up, Justin. I don't want to. F- <sighs> Carpets can fly. Read your Aladdin. Um, Suck my butt. What are you doing? I'm checking out the skeleton. Uh, how are you doing that? Uh, are there any pockets in the robe? What's the deal with the amulet? Um, well, so as you, uh, yeah, there's pockets in the robe. I find some receipts. Okay, you reach into the po- <laughs> you reach into the pocket, and as you do, um, the skeleton. You can't tell if you just like disrupted it and knocked it over, but it moves, and you hear like a. Urgh. See, I have a spell to cast. Uh oh. <laughs> I hope that I hope that skeleton's right to spill his secrets. It's called resurrection. Oh shit! I touch a dead creature that has been dead for no more than a century. Its soul is free and willing. The target returns to life. Yeah, it restores life to a creature. Does this spell take like an hour to cast? Because this seems like the kind of spell that takes like an hour to cast. Otherwise, if you can just instantly bring back any dead person to life, it may reduce the narrative stakes of the Adventure Zone podcast well, it's, a bit. Well, it's seventh level necromancy. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? You're like level eight or something. Like I also ten. have. And you're also not a necromancer. Not I also have. It also takes Mathias. one. It does take one hour to cast. Fine. Okay. Wait. What's the time? No. 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 Go ahead. Have your fun. <laughs> you understand why I can't here. allow you to like instantly bring <laughs> any dead person back to life, no matter what. Even if I'm using a spell, I don't know and don't have and don't have and can't have. have. It will never have. Even though I can use a spell I don't know, because I have Matthias, the living grimoire. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't make it not an hour. Yeah, you still... Yeah. <sighs> Fine. You don't, have a mag- you don't have a magic owl that... You don't have a, a, a resurrection owl that can bring back any dead person from life. I have an owl that lets me use a spell I don't know. That's fair. That's cheating. Damn it. Cheated the system again. What are you doing with this skeleton? No, so, that's fine. So if it's going to cut, I don't have time. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Something was in this room and moved, right? And dropped the book and turned off the lamp. There's no other exit to this room. Uh, I grab the skeleton and shake it and say, give us your secrets. Okay, stop, 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 stop. See? Stop, Suck stop. my butt, Justin. Was <laughs> <laughs> that in universe? Yeah. Okay. Suck my butt, Tago. Unhand me, please. Uh, sure, no problem. Um, Can you make it a little bonier? Unhand yeah, me, please. That's, yeah, there you go. What do you hooligans want? You've come into my little hutch here. I was enjoying a good cl- Cleveland tale, and he just broke the big case. And you, st- <laughs> you randos rolled up on my spot. And what is your name? 
Then what is your name, hooligan? I'm sorry, what is your name? What is your name, hooligan? I'm Merle the Hooligan. I'm Magnus the Hooligan. I'm Taco. You're alive. I don't believe it. Uh, there's egg on my face. You don't know how big of it. I guess you are. You heard the whole thing. I did. <laughs> you really ding-dong this one up. Yeah, I stepped in. The good news is I'll be dead soon. What do you mean? So tell us your name. My name is Luca. Are you of the Temple Istus? I am the chief cleric of the Temple Istus. Not that, I mean, not so much anymore, but, um, but yeah, that's me, all right. So your name is Luca. Are you about to do a joke about the song Luca? No. <laughs> no, go ahead. Please now. go ahead. I live on the second floor. Forget it. No, Forget what floor it. do I live on? No, nobody wants my input this week. I mean, fine, fine, fine. You literally you live in a cave underneath a pile of rocks. Are are you one of the brothers? How do you know about that? I heard about it in town. Well, that's that's not true. It is um, true. Cassidy told us about it. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was getting my prophecy confused with your horseshit. By the way, Luca is talking like not moving a whole lot. Like his mouth is moving up and down almost imperceptibly when he talks. Um, but he says, uh, yes, I, my brother and I came to this town together. What, what, are, you, what are you doing here? Why, why did you come looking for me? How did you find me? We're, uh, we're investigating the bubble and a chalice and a big worm. I debated about this because you've talked about looking for a thing and people are like why wasn't that staticed out but i think if you just reference a chalice it's a not chalice. it's not staticed um lowercase c uh he says uh uh i you're here to stop the bubble here to stop what's going on in this town yes yes, yes we are um he says okay i i i like where you're coming from i would also very much like to stop what's happening Ooh. in this town you you guys understand that time is like, time is sick in refuge, right? Yeah, yeah, we've gathered. It kind of goes against everything we do in the Church of Istis. We 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 celebrate the normal passage of time, and that is anything but that is happening here in refuge. Um, what do you need? How can I help you? It, like any information. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in the I was in the temple. Uh. Just doing my doing my prayers, doing my scribing uh, and such, counting the offerings. Um, when it just something happened, and everything inside the temple aged very quickly. And luckily, I was the only person inside, um, and none of my none of the the followers of Istis were uh, harmed. But I that's how I ended up in this sorry state, and how the temple ended up in its sorry state. Um, and uh, I, I don't know what did it, but I suspect it's the same thing that's causing everything to be all screwy in this town. Luca? I'm going to ask that Merle take over questioning, because he is a man of the cloth as well, and I feel like he might be able to get a little further. And we don't have a lot of time. Okay. So, explain one thing to me. I know it's D&D and everything, but how the... Okay, so you wanted us to save time by putting Dad in charge. <laughs> Yeah, let him finish. How are you talking? That is an excellent question that I'm not entirely sure of myself. I'm, I assume it is only by the grace of Istis herself that I am allowed to continue to function in this goofy-ass town, but uh, I'm not 100% sure. 
Uh, I'm not complaining, though, although it is, I haven't really interfaced with anybody else in town uh, since I've entered this sorry state. Uh, it's, as you can imagine, pretty upsetting to see a living skeleton man. Merle, ask him about his brother. Hey, how about them brothers? Are you at, like, the idea of brothers in general? I guess it's great. Two, bo- two, two boys related with the same parents. I love Tell it. Tell me about your brothers, my my bony friend. I only have the one brother, and I haven't seen him. Aren't we all brothers? In Istis, sure. <laughs> um, I haven't seen my brother Redmond in qu- quite, quite some time. He... <sighs> We came to this town together to start up the the the, the temple, and um, he he went off into let's call it the private sector and uh, uh, opened up his own farm here in town. That was very lucrative, um, but he got kind of screwed when the bubble went up, and well, I think he harbors quite a grudge about that. So he he's been trying to brute force his way out of town, and uh, I don't know that that's the way to go. I think we should rely on the grace of Istis, but. You know, who 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 am I to... I am not my brother's keeper. Well, kind of. He said, uh, I would be willing to help you out, to help you, uh, to help you seek divine intervention from Istis herself, uh, but I will need my brother's help in order to do so. Can can you please go find him and talk to him and, and tell him that, that Luca misses him and, and needs his help? Yeah, probably not in this loop, but... <laughs> He says, what are you talking about, this loop? And and as you say that, you feel the tremors start again from outside, uh, and you hear the bell start to chime. What are you talking about, this loop? This has been so much fun. I've got it. I've got the solution to everything. I know the answer to every question. Hey, I know the joke you're setting up, and it's not going to work, because we remember on the next loop. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, I think this time the uh, this supersonic explosion happens outside, and uh, I think the cave just collapses on all of you and Luca, uh, and you get crushed by rocks. Ow, that that hurts. And when you come into the white space this time, the old woman is lying on the floor. Shit, I'm, I moved to her, and you wake up. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony? If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paul F. Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. <laughs> Hey, you work hard, you play harder. 
You look great and you smell fantastic. You deserve a vacation where you can kick back, hone your creativity, enjoy incredible comedy performances, and make some new lifelong friends in a maybe haunted inn in the Poconos Mountains. We've got The Adventure Zone, JJ Go, Joe Firestone's Friends of Single People, plus stand-up from Aparna Nancherla, Phoebe Robinson, Kevin Avery, Joel Kim Booster, and way more. Join us for Max Fun Con East, September 2nd through 4th. There are only 10 rooms left, so head to maxfuncon.com and nail down your tickets today. Like now. Do it. Do it.